Anyway, so tell me, where were you born? <laughs> and by the way, I told you too, your name is the same as my brother's, minus the U. Because my brother, my older brother's named Chuku. 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 And he got well, it from I'm, I'm people. Chuk. My real Chuk. name is Arseni. What? Arseni. Uh, do you know, or, or Arsenio, like Arsenio Hall? Okay. Yeah, that's the Spanish version. Ar Arseni is the, is the Russian or the Slavic version. Okay. Arsene is the French, Arsene Lupin is the uh, French thief. Okay. Uh, yeah, so my real name is Arseni. Right. Uh, my mom objected to that name, so she used the nickname Chuk, which is a Russian nickname usually given to boys and has something to do with an native tribe or indigenous tribe from uh, Siberia called the okay. Chukchi. Okay. So I don't know, when, when everything was peaceful and I was liked, I was called Chuk. When things were not do going well with the family and my parents were angry with me, for some reason they called me Arseni, so I have this kind of a, uh, you know, allergy to the name Arseni. So where were you born? I was born in Kobe, Japan, Western Japan. Okay. So there's Osaka, Kyoto, Kobe, mm -hmm. which is kind of like the, you know, the Kansai three days. I know exactly what that is. You know, yeah, where yeah. it was a very cosmopolitan. So but how many, how many kids in your family? Four. And um, where, where are you? You're I'm one. the baby, way, way down the line. The four above you, what are their sexes? Uh, I have two, my oldest brother, Misha. Mm -hmm. He's uh, the first? He's the first, he's 15 okay. years older. And then Alexander, Sasha, he was 13 years older. Right. And my sister, Katerina, uh, Teta, is five years older. How many years between you and your older brother? Uh, 15, 15, 13, five. Wow. So I was. So you were raised almost as your, your only child? Kind of, towards kind the of, end, yes. yeah. Your mother, by the same mother and father? That same kids? mom and dad, yeah. Uh, are they still alive? No, they, they are gone. Uh, Joseph and Helen, uh, mm -hmm. they were, uh, Russian refugees from China. They came to Japan in 1953. So that's your ethnicity? Uh, that's my, my parents, you know, kind of like cultural identity. Okay. There is no ethno-Russia. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, you know, Lance, we should get this out of the way. Let's get out of the way, because you tell me, no, the reason why is because you, you know, said you're Japanese. Ethnicity and race are social constructs. Okay. Man, you know, wanted to categorize or delineate humans mm -hmm. so you know you do things based on how you look or you know uh, what language do you speak or what part of the world you came from and what religions it adhere to at that time and then you know you are categorized in a way it's okay like it's kind of like when we were kids and we were collecting I don't know I, I grew up in Japan so we we our summer projects were usually collecting bugs. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You kill them right, and you right, pin, them, them, pin them up. The the thing. Thing. We did right. a little bit of that too. Yeah, and you know, what's the genus, what's the ethno, right, you know, right. it's like everything categorized, like right. this is the lineage kind of right. thing, right? right. So, uh, you know, but at some point w when humans wanted to control other humans, mostly through violence, they, they delineated people mm -hmm. based on how they look or where they came from and then you were put in a, a certain cast based mm -hmm. on that but it's not like if you looked in the microscope or the MRI in, in nowadays lingo you can determine uh, an ethnicity or a race just by looking at cells and molecules it's well, not like well then how do they do that? then how do they do the um, genealogy yeah because I've, I've done genealogy it genealogy is a separate thing from race and ethnicity but they tell you which race and ethnicity you are when they 
come back, even if they haven't seen who you are, they, they can tell you. They, they fall back to the artificial categorizations. Right, and what they've associated that to. Exactly. Okay, I got you. So, I got you, I got you, you, know, got you. everybody is mixed heritage. Mm -hmm. Everybody It'd is have to mixed be. culture. You have to be. But excuse me. Yeah. Now, I don't want the people out there to get upset with me because they're religious <laughs> and stuff. So if Adam and Eve were the first two people... <laughs> okay, I won't go there. Don't I won't go, go there. I won't go there. I won't go there. I won't go there. <laughs> they might have come from China be incest, for all right? we know. It could have been incest. Okay. <laughs> right. So anyway, so you're Japanese. And they're white, right, by they're, the way. <laughs> shoot, that's an impossibility. Okay, well, there you go, you know, it's, see, that's, it's, I know, it's, thank it's, it's, it's you, you're already speaking my language. Right. It'd be impossible at that time. So see, it's I don't impossible think to say you are this ethnicity or you're that's this That's right, race. because we came from, okay, good. That's right, that's right. So, you know, I mean, in a way, I'm a little it's, tanned today, so. Right, uh, you are, because you're usually a lot paler than you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you. But I'm just saying, you know, so it, if, if you. But do you have, okay, so yeah. you, you identify as. Because everyone, you need yes, an identity. Okay, you're male. We're coming you're to that word identity. Identity. It, What's your identity? Okay, so identity is how I identify myself. Mm -hmm. That's where the word comes from. Okay. Uh, and I must say, for a lack of better categorization, I do identify myself as Japanese. Why? Well, I grew up speaking Japanese. In fact, I grew up speaking Russian and Japanese, but simultaneously. Do you still speak Russian? I know uh, you speak Japanese. I do. I, do. I mean, I, it's not college level. I try to catch up, but you know. But you read and write Japanese. I read and write Japanese. Okay. I read and write English. English. I can read Russian. Uh, I can't write it. Uh, when it comes to speaking, you know, uh, it falls behind. But you can make your point. Yeah, you, know, you, can, you can get fed. Yeah. You can go to store. You can tell you them know, someone to stop. If there was a, right. a, a, a nice <laughs> Russian gymnast in here, I could I could talk chat. your way into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids do you have? I have two boys, Noah, 11, and Did Luke I work with nine. them? Work with them. Uh, did they ever come in my gymnastics program? No. No, but you know, I they think never Luca would really, really okay. benefit no, from Luca. that. Do you How, do it here? How old are they now? Uh, 11 and 9. They're too old. I only go up to age 10. Oh. I used to go up higher. Well, so maybe seven. the 9 one can do it the Possibly. Last but we haven't been doing yeah, Possibly here. Yeah. Okay. Because we do it on... Well, anyway, that's another oh. thing. Anyway. Yeah, I want to hear about that. So, okay. tell me, so, so tell me your life. You were born in Kobe, mm -hmm. the last of four kids. Yeah. Your parents were still together. Yeah. But they... When they got mad, they wouldn't call you Chuk. They, my mom especially, she would call Arseni, and then I would like, hey, okay, what, knew, what, what, knew, okay. what's up, you know? All right. <laughs> what's up, mom? Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Japanese schools. You I, never went to, like, the well, no, Canadian I to, Academy? Or? I went to ASIJ when I was uh, 13, just graduated from Japanese. Um, well, then you had moved, your parents had moved to Tokyo. It's okay, so 0 to 11, I'm in Kobe. Mm -hmm. uh, because of my da dad's work, we moved to Tokyo when I was 11, joined the Tokyo American Club at that time. Mm -hmm. It was a tent. They were Basically. building the old one. <laughs> Wait, would you use 1970? Uh, this is 71. Right, because the new club was, the, the club prior to this one, 1974, exactly. exactly. My first minute Ooh, so you in a tent. Do you have any pictures from that time? I it would be so nice yeah, for our archives. Might. I have a, fr a picture of um, my birthday party with my best friend from... In the tent? Uh, it was already a structure okay. by then. <laughs> We were paying full, full oh, fare for a right, 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 right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so 0 to 11 uh, Kobe, 11 to 14 Tokyo, uh, 14 to uh, 24 
U.S., uh, San Francisco, Santa Fe, Annapolis. And then... Uh, well, wait, wait, what did your father do? My dad was a trader, import-export. Do you know the building right next to the Russian embassy, Amerex? Yes, yes, yeah. That's yeah. It, that used to be his company, Amerex International. Well, that was his building? That was his building. Uh, well, he had partners. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, when the gold standard collapsed in 1974, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the company you know, went belly up or would have gone belly up, so they liquidated and we moved to the States. Why didn't you name it Amerex, do you know? I th no, I, th I think he came in as a later partner. He had some uh, uh, Russian Jewish friends that were based in New York mm -hmm. uh, who recruited him uh, to work f with them in Japan. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is he Russian Jewish? He No, we Jewish. are Russian Orthodox. Orthodox, So okay. we are Christ Christian, you know, Based kind okay. of household. Uh, but apparently he was... Uh, Apparently, he was born Catholic and then baptized uh, Orthodox, Orthodox okay. uh, because he, they they were my parents were raised in a town called Harbin mm -hmm. in Manchuria, mm -hmm. and it was very cosmopolitan, but also predominantly uh, Imperial Russian influence. Mm -hmm. So, if you wanted to be with the uh, the ruling clique or you the caste, you, you, you had to be or Orthodox. How old were you when your parents passed? Each of them. Uh, they passed a little more than uh, my dad. My mom passed maybe 15 years ago. My dad okay. passed about uh, 10 years ago. Okay, so he, yeah, yeah she preceded him. Okay. Yeah, wow. she was a smoker. And this, but they stayed together. Don't the do whole it. Time. Right. They stayed, I never Don't have, do never it. have. Not, not cigarettes anyway. No, the, the whole time, the whole time. Pardon me. The whole time they stayed together. They did. They never parted. I, but when we moved to the States, uh, my dad had a bit of an existential crisis. You know, they, they made their life and livelihood and raised their family in a, always in a colonial setting, whether it was Harbin, Manchuria, you know, lo Russian colonialism, mm -hmm. later Japanese colonialism, mm -hmm. or Japan, which was, by the time my parents came here, essentially a U.S. colony. It was occupied. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, well, it was unoccupied in 1952, but the military is still here. What do you mean it was unoccupied in 1952? Uh, Japan still went uh, independent in 52. But, but still, we, we still had more bases than you could count on. Exactly. So, so you know, for, for all yeah. intensive purposes, and plus, I don't think and Japan Okinawa has still an independent uh, economy or right. foreign policy. So. Right. So, you know, so what I'm saying is that they were, uh, and I think this is a bit where the kind of the patriarchal racism comes in. Uh, my parents were used to this kind of like benevolent uh, rulership. So whether it was China or Japan, being white and being of certain means meant that you had more control. Okay. Yeah. Over your future, over your destiny, over well, anything you did. Anything you did. Right. Uh, and when we moved to the States, you know, which, we, which is in those days predominantly white, uh, that whole sort of his universal understanding of his status or class or caste was questioned and I think he felt extremely uncomfortable with that. So he was eager to leave, but by then my mother had already 
kind of you know started to lay down our roots in the states i was going to um, junior high and high school my siblings were either graduating from college or already graduated and had you know uh, lives she didn't want to leave her kids so she didn't want to go with my dad and he said okay i'm gonna do i don't know in japanese it's called dekasegi or you know when you mm -hmm. when you when mm -hmm. the father yeah, yeah. goes, goes out to but work. She's mother stays there yeah, and just sends the money he back. He, he always took care of They never divorced, him. and I, as far as I, I'm aware, he, he always took care of the household. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. would visit every few years, or we would go visit him more, more often mm -hmm. than not. Mm -hmm. He really had a, a disdain for uh, the, the, I don't know, United States or like American culture. The emerging the classes. Egalitarianism. The emerging, the emerging classes. Exactly. The un uneducated, uh, you know, whites. You know, what do they Not know? Not just them, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I can see it by already. Yeah. Listen, let me ask you: Are you close with your your siblings? I am. Uh, my Sasha passed last year. She's the uh, second. Sasha's the second oldest the second brother. Oldest. He lived in Colombia and. He succumbed to some ailment, you know, kind of. How long ago did you say? Just last year, last year. Uh, October. Wow. Uh, it was uh, kind of sudden. And yeah. I don't really, it, it's hard to, because we couldn't travel and we still can't travel. Mm -hmm. It's hard to know the circumstances, but apparently he went to a hospital because of a stomach ailment, uh, went under the knife and never got up. And my, then I have a brother, Misha, he lives in Paris. He's the oldest. Uh, he's a retired college professor. And uh, my sister Katerina lives in Berkeley, and she's a retired banker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, I speak to my sister every day. Uh, I I try to call my my brother at least once a week. Right. Yeah. And you, he's really because I mean, that, that that space between you. I yeah, mean, it's we're all years. we're all that's left, and and right. you know, in a way, although I object to term terminology like ethnicity or race, uh, we do most identify with each other because of our unique background growing gotcha. up in a Russian cultural, I mean imperial Russian household, uh, but also having this lo this commonality of Japan and then, you know, kind of feeling like... It's very human what you do. Yeah, so we're so very connected. So that's why you talk I about this. Right. <laughs> I guess you would. Do they, do they both have kids? No, Misha kids? chose not to have children. He's very much a her hermit. Uh, and my he didn't get married either. He got married. I think you know mm -hmm. we don't have any uh, uh, <laughs> hesitation to marry. Okay. So he probably was married. I think two or three times. Okay. Uh, my sister is the only straight and narrow. She only got married once, and she's still married. And she has two boys, Matthew and Nathan, really lovely nephews. So you guys produced the boys. Did you? Sasha had a son. Uh, he lived, uh, so you guys don't produce girls. Wow. We don't produce. Yeah, we're very uh, set up for the patriarchy, man. You sure are. You are set up for <laughs> the thing that you're against so much. You really hope to set it up. Exactly. And my dad was my patriarchal. Yeah. 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 So that's why. See, we tend to. It depends. Did you get along with your father? I did. You did? He was very good to me. Because he'd learned from the older boys. He'd beat them enough that he learned right. they didn't he work. He never touched me. That's how I was. I'm and the youngest my, son. My brothers are like, you know, they, man, they knew what it felt like. Man, you're he, lucky. He came in some days, just hit them just for principle. He didn't touch my sister either, but uh, he didn't touch me. Same here. My father would not talk to me. My mom did. Yeah, my mom, not. <laughs> I will never say my she, mother. She wouldn't my mother tried hesitate to, to slap. She never, yeah. She did it once to me, but that was it, and it was no big deal. And I didn't respond to it, and, and that made her mad, yeah. One time, I, uh, I didn't mean to run away from home, but this is Kobe. 
So we're living in this big <laughs> You didn't mean big, to. Big you house, accidentally ran away big, from home? Big house with a wall. <laughs> I think it was a summer holiday. I'm probably first or second grade, first okay. grade. Okay. And I see a Yakurto lady. You know the Yakurto? Yeah, yeah, Yakurto. Yeah, these are women that sell... Um, Yogurt-like drink. Yeah, small yogurt know, drink. Yeah. Dairy... Right. Sweet they, dairy they, they probably still do that out in the country. And she delivers it to all yes. her clients around right, the neighborhood. Right. And I'm looking from from top of my my uh, my house or something. And she's with her little boy or girl. And I'm like, you know, she says, you know, boy, I, I'll give you one. You know, I'm like, oh sure, yeah. And so I go down and she and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm delivering. Do you want to come with us? You know. And I'm well, you like, didn't sure. run away. You just went off and yeah, just followed someone. So I was gone for probably a, a good couple hours. I came back. To a house surrounded by cops, with my mom and my nanny and my, they thought someone my had taken you. Rather, they thought somebody had taken me. They're they're all like waiting in front of the in front of the gate, and <clears throat> I come. She's whipped down my pants in front of everybody. That's and right. Oh Made sure you wouldn't think about doing God. that again. How old were you when that happened? Well, first grade. I don't know. Six. Oh, six, six, six years six. old. Yeah. I bet you never followed another yogurt girl again, <laughs> woman again. <laughs> you see yogurt. I bet you didn't even drink another one. <laughs> No more Yakults for me, man. <laughs> so tell me, so yeah. you finished school yeah. at ASIJ? Is that where you finished no, high school? No, no. I, uh, so went I, to went to, I went through Japanese school system, kindergarten and elementary. Mm -hmm. uh, graduated from Shinjuku Kuritsu Toyama Shogakko. Uh, and then because I, I didn't speak English, uh, they, my, my parents had neglected the English side of my education. So they put... Well, how did you talk to your brothers and sisters? In Japanese uh, only? My sister Japanese, my brother is Russian. Okay. And uh, so my sister was a student at ASIJ. They had all gone to international schools. I was the only non-international mm -hmm. school educated. So they put me in ASIJ. I went for, I guess, about, I don't know, six months or a little less before we moved to San Francisco. You remember the year you went there? Uh, this is God, so 1973, 74, I came to a graduate there. Yeah. And I came to Japan in 74, oh, in the Air yeah. Force. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you were ba ba based, based in Yukoda. 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 Atsugi is a naval base. A naval, that's right. So then you went to San Francisco, and then did you graduate there? Yeah, I graduated from high school in San Francisco, and then I went to uh, a very old, small liberal arts college called St. John's. Okay. Uh, and they have, it's based in Annapolis, Maryland. Mm -hmm. One of the oldest colleges in the United States, but they had a campus in Santa Fe. So I started there, did my first two years in Santa Fe. What were you focused on? Uh, St. John's does nothing except for the Great Books program. Okay. Uh, so, so you it's read the classics lot. from, gotcha. you know, we started with Homer, ended up with uh, Einstein. But well, let's back up a little bit. Yeah. You come to the States, you couldn't speak anything but English, basically. You had a little yeah. bit of ASIJ, so you, you weren't afraid to hear it. I but you only had a couple it, of months. Yeah. You yeah. had a couple of months of it. Not a good year. So how were you treated when you got to the States as a little well, kid? Look, you know, so in Japan, you know, you, you go, I went through this kind of thing. It's like, agaijinda, you know, uh, right. Uh, kindergarten, every time I moved schools, the first okay. the moment, the, the precarious moments, there was this kind of gaijinda. And, but, you know, when you're little and it's more about... Did you have blonde hair? I had, I had, I had hair, and it was blonde. <laughs> okay, wait, yeah. I'm just so I'm asking. It was because that would make you stand out even more. So yeah, and there were even in a cosmopolitan um, urban area like Kobe, the international kids went to international school. So I'm the I'm the odd Ball white out. kid that's out, right, right? That's right. So I mean, if they took a 
class picture with the, with the principal and everybody. I'm in the middle. Right? This, this was strategic, you know, Don't balancing. Right, right. Balancing, <laughs> right, of course. They always right. do that, right. And of course, um, COVID being a very uh, inherently multicultural place. Because of support. About a third of the population are uh, Korean Japanese. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think there were quite a lot of those kids, but they're not visibly so, and they speak Japanese extremely well, so they can hide it. The names were also changed. They were the kakyo, or the Chinese Japanese kids, uh, but they tended to go more to their own. They had, they had Chinese schools, mm -hmm. and the ones that couldn't afford it, I'm sure, blended in and never mentioned it. So I was the only was for other. Sure. Other, right, other right. Uh, and I had there were these kind of like tense, you know, uh, you know, um, potentially violent moments. My mom made sure I I had judo, and it but were you afraid to use it? Or I was not. Was oh, so I, you were it, aggressive. It, you could be aggressive. It took care of it immediately. I just did <laughs> one throw, but <laughs> didn't let the hand go. Scared them, and then I would say, "You want to be friends, or you want to die?" You know? and <laughs> You know, when that's you're good, that's when good. You're five, six, seven, that's right. eight, nine, ten, impression, yeah. you choose life very, very soon. smartly. But that's good that you have, because just because a child learns the martial arts doesn't mean they have what it takes they to use it. They taught me that fa that much. That's right. I just think that was my mom. mom. She right. was like, "Don't, don't let them push you around." Right, that was that with my voice. But be kind. That's right. If they allow you to be, yeah. Insist on kindness. You're right, right, yeah. And yeah. That, I think that's, I guess, I, I said, what do I say? She said, well, do you want to die or do you want to be friends? Say that. <laughs> like, okay, mom. <laughs> and it worked. Okay, it practice. Worked. Practice with me. Isn't that interesting how we yeah. get little things? I, I was taught to say, basically, look, if we fight, one of us is going to get hurt. And it doesn't have to be me. Yeah, that's Because right. usually when someone starts fighting, they're thinking what they're going to do, but they don't think about the pain that's that they right. might that's receive. Right. I've, I've had that And that would stop so much. That, that was, but you know, Lance, so when I moved to the States when I'm 14, mm -hmm. but by then I also know more about violence. You just got to see more. And I know where it can lead to. I mean, from a kid just, you know, being embarrassed in front of the whole class with his back on the sandbox. Uh, and me towering over him to a kid pulling out a bat and, and coming with at me with it and I've had that you know even up, up through 14 but then when I moved to the States and uh, they put me initially into a public school day one a kid pulled a knife on me you know I did my flip thing and uh, his friend pulled, pulled out. a knife on me and I'm like okay what what Mom, how far do you want me to take right, this? Right, right, exactly. And she moved me to like a, you know, a, a white school, you know, a private. Oh, so you wouldn't know that wasn't a white school you're talking about? No, right? I went to like a public. <coughs> I think okay. it was Hoover High, or you know, God know what it was. George Washington High. Just something That's one of those <laughs> slave owner <laughs> high schools, right? Jefferson <laughs> High. That's right, exactly, exactly. You know, I don't Jefferson know, High. Yeah. That's right. And you had the kids that say, you, so you stood out again, but this is But this way. time, it's it like, I don't fit in in a different way. That's so, right. like, you look like you belong, kind of, but you don't speak the language, and you dress weird, and so the only people that talk to you or are interested in you are usually women. You know, the, where did you come from? Right. Oh, that's Just so curious. interesting. What's you're not a threat to them. What's yeah. that shoe you're wearing? Right. You know, what, what, a, what a cute bag, you know? A pink polo shirt. <laughs>
you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, immediately by the guys, even the white guys, you know, I'm, I'm weird or I'm gay. Okay. Because you're different. Okay. I don't fit in, you know. Right. Uh, it probably helped that I played balls and then you kind of start... You, see, they can you see can, what you, you like, can yeah. begin to communicate without having to well, use what sports, what sports did you like? I did everything. I mean, what did you Japan, prefer? What did, did you like? Uh, I don't know. I, I probably, what did I like the most? Hmm. Hmm. So you weren't on Probably any volleyball. I, I did, okay. I, it, you know, U.S. is seasonal, so I did swimming, baseball, soccer, volleyball. Football? Do you ever do football? No. Okay. I, I Track and field? To. I did, yeah, but the the season coincided with I think soccer, and I and I broke my ankle and went for. You guys have a gymnastics team? We did not. Okay. It wasn't that. Not even tennis. No, uh, you didn't have a tennis in team in high school. We did, but by then, you know, I was already okay. sort of down my thing. There was lacrosse in high school. I was really interested in that. I played around. That looked like mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. But I guess volleyball was the most fun. I I really enjoyed being a setter. Okay. And that feeling of. I don't have the height and the power, but, you can but I can it. set it up. That was kind of That's nice. You like that, Chad. Yeah. And then they spike that bad boy. I, you know, come to think of it, I'm a, I'm a producer now. I yeah, no, we're going to get, we're gonna get into that. I like producer. that. Is that right? Yeah, I produced a match. There you go. Yeah. I Without being aware of it, but that's what you were doing. Me, but in retrospect, that's what I was doing. You were setting everyone up so they could everybody be their I best. Got, no matter what it was, I got the second ball. That's interesting. Yeah. And they had one more, and you put it right there where they could take that bad boy. And just yeah, and if they, they miss hit it, I would. Because you're assistant director right now. You're, you're assistant. I'm you're an assist executive producer. Executive producer, that's yeah. what you are. Executive producer. So but this, was that your only title? Is that your the title well, you, you, know, you use I the do, most? I've done everything. I started in politics. I moved to advertising. Wait, uh, here in Japan? Yeah. I worked for the LDP, a think tank. Uh, but what did you do while you worked for them? What was your job? Uh, East Asian uh, policy, U.S., Japan, okay, okay. U.S., gotcha. uh, Korea, uh, a little bit of China, and then also like public affairs, media relations. What year was this? What years did you do? Uh, this is like uh, 87, 89. 87, 89? Yeah. Okay. So uh, for two years you were doing that, huh? Two years I, I did that. It was pretty interesting. And then, but... Uh, I became a little disillusioned. Uh, it was basically a think tank that was preparing for uh, Prime Minister Mia Miyazawa's sort of like, you know, play on power. Mm -hmm. So he had about, uh, I don't know, 20 uh, members of parliament. You needed 20 or 25 to, I think it's 20, to uh, legislate, okay. to, uh, to propose a legislation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he wanted to build a... Uh, a faction. Mm -hmm. So I was a member of that think tank. It was a really interesting work. I did media relations and East Asian affairs. Mm -hmm. uh, but you said you became disillusioned, huh? Uh, well, I don't know if you remember those days, but that's when uh, uh, <laughs> a couple of the prime ministers, well, w one, one started dealing in recruit uh, unlisted stock. Mm -hmm. So there was all this graft mm -hmm, going mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there was another prime minister who was, uh, you know, buying women uh, for 300,000 yen a night. Mm -hmm. You uh, thought that was too much? Huh? You thought that was too much or you thought you shouldn't be I doing that? I thought it was too much that all the other <laughs> members of parliament were like saying, you know, oh my God, they're going to come after me, you know. But, and also they were thinking, they, saying yeah. things like, no, he paid 30, you know. 
I only pay ten. <laughs> right, right. Okay, there was an yeah, yeah. idiots, right? right, right. Like absolute idiots. So you just you didn't like the humanity. You didn't like that side, seeing that side of it. You thought I they'd have a little more restraint than I they thought had. they were like honorable public public servants, and they had no sensitivity to to uh, public servitude. Okay, uh, and that just became blatantly clear. Uh, and plus, it didn't help that I was living in living in an eight mat room with my girlfriend. I got you. I got you. And, uh, You're looking at how they just and, a, and that an, an international, a global advertising agency said, "Hey, you know, you come over here, we'll get your house, all that kind of stuff, membership, that kind of thing." So I fell into the, the capitalism track for a while. Okay. Went to advertising agency. You went to which advertising agency? Do you know Gray Dyco? Uh, it's they've split okay. Gray Advertising. Okay. Or yes. Gray World yes, One. yes. 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 Procter and Gamble. Uh, you know. Uh, How long were you with them? Uh, quite a while, like uh, uh, full time about three years, and then uh, you know part time about five. And then. And what did you do there? Uh, I was strategic planning manager. I okay. Was setting up new business pitches. Mm. Is that and then from there, then you became um, um, executive director. No, then oh. I uh, a few friends of mine uh, started a company, so I joined. Uh, it was a media company that did uh, out of home media and also in store media, uh, but we sold it. And then uh, then I went to grad school, had some means, so I where I went to Columbia. Okay, to study Japan. Wait, wait, but this stuff was already you were already in Japan. Yeah, I was already in Japan. So then you. You you collect, you had enough money, so you went to Colombia. Went to Colombia. Um, okay. So you see, uh, growing up and identifying with Japan, having a Japanese passport, mm -hmm. uh, but looking the way I I look, uh, always being questioned about my identity and my Japanese-ness. You're not really Japanese, or mm -hmm. if I say I'm Japanese. People would politely laugh, but it was laughter. Well, I was, you had me, that's why I said, let's do this podcast. I said, don't explain to me now. You're going to explain to me yeah. here. I want more people to hear this. Because I like you, and I thought it was fantastic. Thank every time you. I, I like see you, you too. Too, every time I said, <laughs> I like that, and I like hearing that, because you can't help but grow if you're receptive. You always looked at me, you know, and when I'm just walking yeah. by, like, yeah, I'm a person, and yeah. that's that's all. How am, supposed, how am I supposed to look at you? I don't know. I'll just look at you like you're this or you're that, or you fit in or you don't fit in. You were just like, there's there seems to be yeah, a nice true. man. Yeah, 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 nice guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but I'm, I'm. It's funny when the people are standing there and they come through, and <laughs> some of them are afraid to give me eye contact. Some yeah, of the people are afraid to, and I'm thinking, why? Why are they afraid to? You'd always look at me and kind of smile and laugh. Yeah, you can only guess. Yeah, they said, what are they thinking? I said, what are they thinking? I'm just here. Yeah. But most people should know my position, what it had been here. So it helped. That's why I was asking you, where are you from when you were asking me where am I from? Because right. then it gives us context. Better context, where, yeah, where but each we, other. Because you didn't from, know, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you could look any way, yeah. let's say you could just poof, put this hood on, yeah. get in an MRI and poof, look the way you want to look, how would you look? Do you have uh, any? Have you have any thought about it? Yeah, I, I've had that thought. Like, would I, would I have been happier in Japan if I looked more, you know, kind of Asian or whatever. No, I mean right now. Right now, I would look the way I am. I, I'm so you totally like who you fine. Are. I'm glad my hair is gone. It's much easier. Uh, I'm so glad you like yourself eyebrows. exactly the way you are? I, I kind of do. I mean, there's you things I wish I was, you know, a little more this or a little more that. But you know what? I, I've learned to, to love and accept myself because, I mean, I'm a dad now. If I don't do that with myself, how are my boys going to grow up? You know Talk what I mean? To me. 
Well, can I ask you how old you are now? I'm fifty nine. Fifty nine. Yeah. Did you? When do you feel you really started feeling that way? Because your boys are pretty old now. I mean, you said nine and so eleven. Nine yeah. and what? Probably. Uh, uh, probably, my the end of my second marriage. How old were you when that happened? I mean, well, uh, so I don't uh, know how. <laughs> how, I mean, how, many, how many marriages have you had? I've, I've had three. I'm on my third and last. Okay. In Japanese, there's a word that says third time the truth. So well, kind of like the third right, time yeah, the yeah. charm, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Third time no, I'm done. Yuki is the one. Uh, were well, all of them Japanese? Her arms. Were all Japanese? It. No, uh, the first one was a New Yorker, uh, okay. U.S. citizen. Okay. A, uh, an, I think she's a. Uh, or McVeigh. McVeigh is Irish or Scottish. Scot Irish. Could be Scottish. Yeah, yeah Scottish or Irish. Or one, I think she was Irish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Irish uh, American girl. Mm -hmm. She still lives here. And then. Oh, she's in Japan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're good, very good friends. And then the second one was. No children, though. No children. Okay. And the second one was uh, a, a Japanese national of you know uh, Asian descent. Her parents probably came from. Know, no English, Micronesia, or uh, you did know, she have any English? Uh, she was quite fluent. She she was uh, I think she was an was she an AFS student or an, an exchange student? So she went to high school in the U.S. alone, and then we met at Columbia. Okay. So she was quite quite uh, fluent. She's the one you had the children by. Uh, no, I never had children with her either. I just uh, I had my first two kids with Yuki. Uh, this is my third and, and last marriage. Uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, and at the end of the second one is when I kind of I realized I was trying to change myself for her and her parents they they especially her parents maybe especially her mother was extremely uncomfortable with who who I was who were you well the fact that I'm Japanese the fact that I'm not nonlinear in my career uh, I even became a banker to appease that household because the father had banking uh, mm -hmm. uh, roots, he, he worked for the uh, the huge public investment bank. Of okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they just did not want to accept me the way I was. They they wanted me to, for example, change my name. They they couldn't make me change the way I look, but they wanted me to be less noticeable. Don't be so overt. Don't be so public. Mm -hmm. Uh, can I turn that off? Yeah, I was, you know, too opinionated, etc., uh, etc. Et you keep on telling me he's not Japanese. It's not yeah, he's not Japanese. No, he's not really Japanese. And then, sort of, when that ended, I realized how unhappy. What do you mean it ended? That's this is your they last marriage. Home. This is marriage. What? The, the second wife. They took her home. You're talking about, that's, oh, that's right. So that's the second one that you had the kids by. That, no. No, you didn't. The one you have now, you yeah, had the kids by. But the second right. one you're talking about right now. Yeah. They took, that's the one you tried to. They tried to. That's when you found out who you really were and you started to decide you like yourself. Kind of, yes. Okay. It helped me that I, so. Because you jumped through all these hoops. Yeah. I jumped all these hoops to appease them. Right. Kind of became a banker, uh, added a, uh, Japanese characters to mm -hmm. my name. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't like the name I chose, uh, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But long story short, I, it ended up in a tra it was a tragic ending. Uh, in what way? Well, I we loved each other very much, uh, but she was extremely unhappy in the lack of family support structure that she had for the marriage. 
uh, so that negatively impacted our relationship and when she kind of had a uh, you know a breakdown uh, and the mother took her home never to to come back it, it you know uh, I realized that I need to accept and love myself for who I am with all my misgivings and you know inappropriatenesses uh, but I am who I am and unless that is a given and accepted by me how can you know how can I even hope for a happy family you know what I so, mean? so when you say when you accept that do you think <clears throat> that's something that you have to express to <clears throat> the person <throat> you plan on being with let them understand yes you? Yeah. I mean like you just don't go blah but you when you come to those parts of your life like for example um, they want to know how <clears throat> you feel about taking charge in the family some, yeah, they might have said decision-making yeah, yeah yeah right is do you think that you should be the one to make the final decision or does she make the final decision or do you guys come to uh, take a vote or something? I mean, no, do you, but, I then, but whatever, you have to let them look, know how you feel about it. If it's a household and I don't believe in the patriarchy, so I do believe that it has to be a full and fair partnership between, between the, the father and the mother if you but, have children. But fear is also a concept because if the person doesn't like, one doesn't like cooking, the other one loves cooking, that's, that's to me we, it may not look that's fair. That's where we work it out. Right, that's what that's I'm talking about. That's where we work say. it out, but I don't, I don't say, God damn it, cook woman. Oh, exactly. Oh, so that's, so that's a whole different thing. But that is That's a patriarchy, you think so? Do you think it has to be mean? I don't think it has to be mean. It has to be forced but, to have a patriarchy? But tell you what, the, the way that society and most operate is at the end of the day, there is some kind of a fear that the one in control exerts that brings everybody under control. That's the worst kind of household of any kind. I don't care what you call it. But, but shouldn't there be some sort of, okay, listen, we're animals. We're animals. We There's no doubt about are. it. No yeah, doubt about we it. We certainly are. Because I, I read something the other day where <clears> someone was really um, upset that when they found out that chimpanzees sometimes kill each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So someone put up a list of the things that kill humans. So I forget, the first thing was, I think, a virus, and the second largest killer of human beings are human beings. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, but, you but people are so <laughs> concerned about this, the finding out that other animals kill kill themselves yeah. but at a far <coughs> but lower rate but than, you we can't, you, I mean, than we I, do. At least it, within my moral structure, you can't be okay with that. No, I understand that, but I'm saying yeah. that does we do live just like you can't be okay with disease killing you. You got to fight it, and you got to do. You you want to work gotta on take it. The steps that but someone very required. wise told me once. Yeah. To, that you can't get out of life alive. Exactly. So, so, so you so got to <laughs> accept death, but okay, you can't exactly. accept murder. <laughs> but I remember those times, but now mm. being here, and the older I get, the more I, mm. you learn to, to, to respect and to have more of a reverence for life. Yeah. Because you know that you're at the other end of it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're on the other side of that there mountain. You go. So, we're, you know, hey. so, so you know what I mean? That's how I feel. So you, you try to preserve to. a little bit, and I think there's enough of us mm -hmm. getting to that other side yeah. to where it's going to help to bring this world to a little bit nicer place yes, than we've I known agree. in the past. I because. Agree. In the medieval times, what, 25 was max? So you're just oh, starting to learn. Yeah, yeah, lifespan. So yeah. people, that's why you had heads cut off, and it was very gruesome, and it was just, they didn't yeah. have enough life to 
start to yeah you know it was it was it meant nothing and that's why there were things like you know slavery and that's why women were treated but they're going to so continue to have that and there still is yeah two yeah. yeah so you started liking yourself yeah and that's helping you along with your kids you and that was the journey I, I kind of began well I don't know when I began the journey of trying to like myself I probably began with my parents loving me so much uh, but uh, and you did feel so that love from when I, s I had this so in, in within my career trajectory so when we started this company and we were lucky enough to sell it I had some means uh, and because I grew up in Japan always identified as the other whereas I felt like I belonged because once I fit in with my friends and school and society I felt very much a, a, you know an important part integral part of it. I was a, whether it was a sports team or a, you know, a class committee or best friends, it was lovely. It was a lovely experience. And yet I'm called the other. Uh, and sometimes treated quite poorly because of it. My, my dad always had all these books about Japan around him. He was like, he would fall asleep with like books about Japan around him. And I was, and I inherited a lot of it, and I started reading, and I got into this thing about, oh, this is really interesting. There's so much I should learn about Japan that I didn't learn in school, you know. And so I became really intrigued with where does, if I don't belong to Japan or the Japanese, what is Japan or who are the Japanese? So. That I wanted I knew to study that. that. Yes. And you know, <clears throat> the first thing I realized when I had means, I thought, oh, I should go to grad school. You know, why not? I, just a couple, two, three years, get, get a master's. That was really Columbia. Fo focus on, on Japan. Columbia. Yeah. But the way that I got to Columbia was like, I realized really quickly, I thought I would study like Tokyo University or Waseda or, you know, what's the best place in Japan to study Japan? There is no Japan studies in Japan. No. There is no integrated Japan studies program in any place of higher education in all of Japan. Why is that? Good question. Because they don't think it's a question. What is Japan? What is Japanese? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you just look at it. They've you don't know Japan? You know, don't you understand it? But they've created this tribe already. Well, of, there you go. Mindset. The key word is creation. Because they're from everywhere. There you go. So the United States, when it was preparing for the victory of World War II over Japan, just the way that it prepared for its victory over Germany or eventual victory over the Soviet Union, what did it do? It set up places of concentrated learning about those places and those, the people that control those places. So the European studies, the Russian studies, the Japan studies uh, was a dedicated national resource allocated series of institutions that were set up all over the United States mm -hmm. and in places like UK. Mm -hmm. So I found out very quickly that if I wanted to study Japan in a horizontal discipline, mm -hmm. I had to go out of Japan. No, no, and then when I started looking at all my options, I could have gone to, you know, Sice Johns Hopkins or the you know Kennedy School in Harvard or 
you know, St. Andrews and, and uh, Oxford, but Columbia was the one that focused most on history and culture and politics. They, they had their best areas. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also realized that a lot of the books that I started feeling, hey, this is kind of getting to the secret of how Japan was created. Let me ask you something, yeah. too. Did you go to Disneyland here in Japan when they first opened? Yeah, I did. You remember the Ascot Center? Uh, you mean in, in, uh, in, in Florida? Disneyland. Not in Florida, oh. this is at Florida, but oh. it was an Ascot Center. <coughs> they had the history of Japan. You came in and you could stand up and they gave you the history of Japan. They talked about when the yeah. Chinese came over and, and then they took it out. I don't have that memory. I do. I must have missed it. Was, but they had it. They had it. They sure did. And they talked and about they how took it, it came down. together. They took it they out. They could do that. Now there that I'm done to me, that's, that's interesting. where it comes from. So, so they really had that at the beginning. Meiji Restoration, there was a concerted policy planning of how do you put together this disparate people living in the Japanese archipelago how do you make them have a sense of nationality and let's incorporate this artificial construct of ethnicity? It wasn't them that only started ethnicity. No, no. Oh, okay, they but they imported. had it, but they, they imported, they used it. Okay. They, they went to study it. That's right, okay, I understand. In places like Germany and the United States. Right, of course, yeah. Well, um, I'd say England. And they too. said, hey, this would England work for us. Best, yeah. We all look the same, so let's just say this is a race. And we all, if we policy-wise, established this concentrated education system, in two, three generations we would all speak Japanese and not speak any other languages, but we because there weren't our, any other. But let's close ourselves off That's from the well world, <coughs> basically, for over 20 years. Well, they had some yeah, mentally, <coughs> because they did, that they was did. a time when they had to open it up. Okay. So there was this, how do we do that within this system of, you know, the, the, I, the reason that was so required at that time if they didn't band together, they were going to be colonized. They saw that. In this not happen everywhere. Yeah. Right. So well, they, they did study in England, not the U.S. <coughs> so much as they did in England. Pardon? Because I said the Japanese studied in England more so than the U.S. <coughs> because Austria, they studied they more more in Austria and Germany. Oh, that's right. Because <coughs> uh, that's true. That's medicine, true. That politics, is so true. Because yes, all their medicine was German. You're right. Ago. You were one hundred percent right. Yeah, and schooling yes. was better there than yes. at that time. Yes. So they they really quickly realized that they have this potential of incorporating this, you know, European-centric way of casting society within a, a race and ethnicity, and they created the story of the Japan. And who's going to be, okay, patriarchy, okay, patriarchy, father. Who's going to be the national, we, because we need to be a family, who's going to be the national family head? Well, there's this 16-year-old kid. Nobody knows he's the emperor, but they had their own kings. Mm -hmm. But let's make him the, the father. Right. It had to be male because the, the state had to be prepared militarily to combat colonialism. So it better be a man because women can't fight. Although historically there were Japanese empresses that were very, yeah. very good warriors. But then uh, again, but then again, the last thing you <coughs> let me say, the yeah. last thing you want to do is, I mean for men, is to have the person that can produce more of them damaged. You have to protect that. You understand? Man can't make so babies. The, the, the excuse or the, the rationale was at this point if we don't ban and systematize ourselves in this kind of, let's learn how they take thing, the things over and how do we counter that? We better have something very similar that is just potentially just as strong. 
or strong enough that they don't think it's worth their the damage that it would, it would, it would cause, cause them. them. It's so, so hey, done. So there's a dad, uh, absolutely, you know, he's a god. That's right. The you don't, you don't, if no. he says die, die. Die. If you look at him, yeah. Die. If he says kill, kill. That's right. If he says, you know, that's right. Uh, this this woman is your concubine. She's your concubine. That's right. You know, uh, that was wonderful. So everything was then established. Yeah. So, I, but I I learned that in at Columbia, and then I came back. But and I meet this woman at Columbia, uh, that is trying to like ostracize me from the family because I don't fit in. The dad, or the, in that case the family unit, didn't feel comfortable with my alienness. They felt as though it would adulterate the family and cause it collapse. And I tried everything I could, career-wise, demeanor, extra care, you name it. And yet, no. And then, and then it ended in a tragedy, a, a divorce. Mm -hmm. How many and years had you been together? Uh, seven. Seven years, okay. You know, she, I, okay, you have to go into it. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't think things are good over there. I understand, I understand. Things yeah. are good here because I, I reset myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you can tell my wife still worries that I'm too overt or, you know, I, I get noticed too much or. I'm adamant about. You know what you have around you, Chuk, is a very pleasant aura. Thank no, I'm to, no, I'm not. You don't have to thank me. That's what you have around you, and it's very, very warm and very accepting. But that's people are afraid of that. Yeah, you got to first accept yourself. That's right. People yeah. get afraid of that. But you can. You're accepting. It's not like you have a judgment at all. You're looking at people the way you yeah. say I look at you. You're yeah. just looking at another person, and people can feel that. Yeah. But they don't know how to interpret it. <laughs> if they're not good with themselves. That's almost like fear. That's true too. And that's yeah, what I've learned. I can't just like ram it down somebody's throat either. You know what I mean? You, I mean, you can't do that with your yeah, kids. <laughs> you sure can. You sure can. There you go. And you have four. Respect, man. I wish I had, four I had sons, so many. Four sons. I just don't have the means. No, four sons. Awesome. One and two. I've seen them. They're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank beautiful. You. Well thank done. You. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. You have to give that credit to my wife. There you go. Really? There you go. I'm just very happy that they still come and talk with me and that they know that they've been loved and that they will continue to be loved. That's yeah. the only thing I can say there you go. with them. And I always tell people all the time is that a lot of people like to say that their children, our children represent our future. And I say they don't represent your future. Your children represent your past because the only thing you can teach them is what you've already learned. Now what you on the other hand represent, listen, what you on the other hand represent <coughs> to your children is their possible future. So you have to mm. do all you possibly can to show them, what, you know, you have to do all and be all you possibly can to show them what's possible. Amen. Amen. It's not on them, it's Amen. on you. Amen. And they're, and they're watching you every single second. Call, call it patriarchal, <laughs> but my wife and, had, and I had a really good, I mean, still, it's an ongoing conversation, but we've come to this full agreement that we must insist on them being uh, educated with the aim that when they graduate from high school, the, dis the, the decision is theirs. What do they do with it? But I don't want, we don't want them to be in that position to say, oh, I wish I would have prepared for that, or I wish I would have prepared so for that. So you're going to make sure they get prepared for So the, the 
ultimate goal, strategic goal for us is that upon graduating from high school, they could go study anywhere in the world. How do we do that? Well, leaving them in the Japanese system, that's a dead end. Leaving them in the only American system, that too is a dead end because I'm quite worried about your country. <laughs> so, don't worry about it, don't worry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so I want them to have the non, the international baccalaureate option. And you can't do that just in ASIJ or uh, you know something like that. So, what are you what are you doing right now, and and how would you like to um, would you like to leave this with this podcast? Well, uh, where are you at in your life right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm probably, you know, I don't know. I'm probably that place in my life where I'm I'm really trying to balance helping to sustain my family uh, I am kind of like the, by default the breadwinner uh, and and yet I don't want to sacrifice also that it, I am in the latter stage of my, my life so that I want to like I want to do work that matters uh, I'm well, that I knew documentary you did was fantastic. So what was the name of it? Was called I knew. I'm trying to. I knew. I'm trying to That's combine, fantastic. combine um, what I'm best at doing and where I can lend value to an institution, be it a company or, you know, whatever. Uh, make the means that require to sustain my family, especially the education of my kids, and yet kind of make me feel like I'm leaving behind work that matters. Something that my, my kids can look back to and say, you know, my, my dad did that. And I'm trying to focus more and more on the kind of work, the creative work, storytelling, that helps tell my Japanese brethren that they need to relearn their own story. That they really need to reassess, reconsider where they came from and how they are where they are and I think storytelling is really important in that regard because it was storytelling that got my brethren to believe this almost like you know divinity based story of the Japanese and the purity of Japan uh, unless it unlearns that and allows it to open up to the world, I think we're kind of headed towards some kind of like, certainly not sustainable society. So... Well, wait, 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 wait. Couldn't you apply that to some other societies we know exactly, about? Exactly, but okay. my, my, my heart and place on is here. So, for example, uh, thank you for watching my Aina film. That was fan. It was really but well done. It's, it's a story, I've, I've been doing a stories of uh, uh, focusing on documentary stories that focus on the journey of women's empowerment. Mm -hmm. So how a woman comes to learn to aspire to a certain future mm -hmm. that, that makes sense to her uh, and learns how, do you, how, learns how to take a step that gets her closer to it. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe that there is lack of representation of women in Japanese society and that's part of what really ails it today. And I combine that with the Ainu woman because I think it helps even the woman realize that there is inherent diversity in Japan which should make her be more interested about, okay, so where do I come from? Uh, wh what's my 
ancestry. I've never really thought about it. You know, one question about yeah. the the Ainu documentary you did, which anyone can find if they type in Ainu yeah. on YouTube, they can get yeah, it. Yeah, please type Ainu, Ainu. my voice. A-I-N-U. A-I-N-U, my voice. My voice. Uh, and bingo, and they'll get it. It's fantastic. Yeah, there's a 19-minute version. There, if you're got No, Hulu, mine was longer. Mine was, mine was a long version. No, yours mine was is a 19. That uh, was a 19 minutes I watched. Well, maybe you watched it on Hulu then, but Hulu's 40 minutes. Maybe. Maybe it could have been, oh, 19 minutes is 19 all that minutes. was? You sure? Yes, sir. It seemed like it was long because it took me all the way through. Oh, the question okay. I had about that is, yeah. is her husband Ainu? Her husband identifies as an Ainu. He's, he's the grandson of the, the first and last Ainu member of parliament. Okay. Because I was wondering, because that that, I don't think that was said, was it? Uh, we focused on her. I know, right. Because yeah. I was wondering, because if she's not married to an Ainu, then there you go. <laughs> the universities. Now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they could breed, a, breed it out of you. Yeah, yeah. In way, so. Well, um, Japan, in a concentrated way, tried to breed the Ainu out of Japan. Oh, of course they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was even called the Dokaseisaku, assimilation policy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kind of uh, not unrelated to what was happening with the indigenous people in the United States. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Yeah. Look, I want to thank you, Chuk, for taking the time. Thank you. For giving me this wonderful time. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you very much. I want to tell all of you, please, 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 please subscribe, press like, and remember, it's all unknown, continue to reach for the stars, and you're too blessed to be stressed.